Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. I am Tower and we are glad you joined us. Go to warn-usa.com and there you can send all your correspondence and your prayer requests to us. And I want you to know that we do take your prayer requests seriously before the Lord. So please don't hesitate to send them to us at warn-usa.com. You can also find the WIBR Warn Radio on usa.life, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, LinkedIn, Linktree, and Pure Social. You can listen to our shows through the following carriers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, and Podchaser. And you can also go to warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com and listen to all the shows and read the articles there. Featuring Still the Darkness Christian Fiction Release. Book one in the Still series is the Still is Still the Darkness, written in 2017 by The Watchman. Now the latest book in the Still series, The Rising, will be out soon. You can get in on the background and read this book at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Get the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter at danaglinsmith.com. This newsletter is a special segment of our informative processes to let those who are interested in being kept informed and in touch with us. Be sure to get the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter at danaglinsmith.com. Do not miss this Christian books and resource shop on danaglinsmith.com. We feature Christian books and other resources from our Visions Media. Visit our Christian bookshop today on danaglinsmith.com. Remember this word. The Lord gave the word. Great was the company of those that published it. Psalm 68:11. And now I welcome in the watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Dana, how are you doing tonight? Well, it's warm and uh, it's beautiful. Yes, the doors are open. The grass windows. is beginning to really get green. Yes, yeah, it's doing exciting. good. Yeah. Well, I'm excited tonight. We are at the halfway point. So tonight, 
on Isaiah's prophetic book, part 89, Zion's Judgment Zion's Controversy brings this to part or halfway in the book. Isn't that exciting? Maybe it another is. year and a half. <laughs> well, and, hopefully we can speed up some. Yeah, and this week we are looking at the judgment of the Lord. Connected to the day of the Lord, we find that God is shaking the earth in this judgment. And now, back to you. Well, you know, that's true. And when you look at what's going on. In this day and age. Yeah. By so, reading this, by going over this, you understand what's happening today in our world. You do. I really believe that. I do too. And I think it points out a lot of things for us. Yes, it does. So at any rate, I'm going to go ahead and start this. Okay, I'll see you on the other side. Okay. Well, I'll tell you where we have been. We've been in uh, Isaiah 34... We began that, uh, and verse 5 of that. Now, of course, these are not very comforting verses uh, to the wicked. Of course, the problem with the wicked is many of them don't think they're wicked. We could just put unbelievers. It reminds me today of a story that a preacher, an older preacher, they made sure that you knew that. That's because his morality is different than today's society. This was in the UK. He was preaching the word of God and they didn't like it and they carried him away and locked him up. Because he was preaching that uh, God created male and female and that's what a marriage should be. <laughs> so, you know, we're we're living in a smart society, so... You know, the problem you have with humans, they have a propensity to think that they're gods. They, they have this opportunity, especially with all the technology, to get carried away. But when we see God's judgment, the day of the Lord, this is, this is the day that the facts come to bear on the situation. For my sword shall be bathed or revealed in heaven. It shall come down upon Idumean upon the people of my curse to judgment. Now, this is a, a localized judgment, but when we talk about the, uh, you know, the full judgment of the Lord, that's international in scope. That's also prophetic in scope, as far as the end of days go. And <laughs> when you look at this, now of course Idumea here is is Edom, and. You know, this isn't good for uh, the Idomites, <laughs> the Idumeans. You know, I mean, and of course, look at the world today and you look at America today. I mean, you know, Joe Biden got done with his uh, talking, you know, his uh, State of the Union address. And of course, they don't, the picture I seen had them all spaced apart on chairs and him talking. I have no clue if that's the case i i i don't really follow biden at all uh, i don't pay attention to him i don't listen to him i don't care what he's doing because the lord is is doing some stuff here and that's who i'm looking to uh, 
And so when we're dealing with judgment, everybody has their own ideas. Everybody has their own philosophy. But then there's the Word of God. And they will always pinpoint, well, you know, it's been a lot of centuries since Christ came. Everything continues as it always has. Why do you think that it's going to come to an end? There are signs. But you see, one of the things when we talk about judgment is the judgment of the nations. Uh, Matthew twenty-five thirty-one through 33. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. That's the throne of David. That is will be in Jerusalem. That will be in the third temple. That'll be, and he'll rule and reign for a thousand years. Finishing that part of the prophecies. But before he begins that, and this really comes into play, especially when we're dealing with this. Because when we look at the three and a half years full of days, when we get into Daniel, there's a difference in days. And many believe, and I believe, it's due to the fact that there's going to be the judgment of nations that is going to fulfill that. But at any rate, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goat. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Now you have to understand that Scripture tells us the nations of them that are saved shall bring their glory into the New Jerusalem. So when he's going through the nations of men, what's he looking for? He's looking for his people. He'll send out the angels and they will gather them. That's also in the stuff that the Lord was talking to the apostles about. So we're back at Idumea, who had done a lot, and we, we've covered all that. So the sword is filled with blood, made fat with uh, fatness, and with the blood of lambs and goats, and with the fat of the kidneys of rams, for the Lord has a sacrifice in Basra, great slaughter in the land of Idumea. Now a lot of that is sim symbolic as far as relating to the actual sacrifices of the fat and the innards and everything else and that just as when there is uh, a sacrifice when they uh, sacrifice and uh, they use the blood of bulls and goats and now Paul talks about this in Hebrews compared to the Son of God who shed his blood. You know, the problem with the blood of bulls and goats, they always had to keep doing it all the time, whereas Christ shed his blood on the cross once, and it sealed our salvation forever as long as we believe. 
And so today we do not have sacrifices because Christ fulfilled the, the, the sacrifices as such. Now the Jews still want to do sacrifices. They don't have anything to really do that in. And uh, the bottom line of it here is, is that uh, this particular sword of the Lord, Im, Im, you know, uh, revealing judgment, is meant to have blood. And this is where we call the judgment of the blood or the the blood guilt. This thing that God, if you look in Revelation, you're going to run into all kinds of stuff about blood, about the waters being turned to blood, about a lot of other things. He's, he's going to requite unto Babylon, mystery Babylon, double for her double. And part of that will be because of the blood of the saints and the prophets and of all those slain on the earth is directly connected to mystery Babylon. So when we when we talk about this, this is very, very uh, prophetic, very, very, it's not colorful, it's uh, in your face. And it doesn't mince words. And, and, and of course, in today's society, you know, it, it's, it's really weird because you have people that love scary movies. And we have superstars out of Hollywood that made all their money killing the bad guys and blowing blood and guts all over the screen. Now, you see... That's all fine and dandy because that's just a movie. That's what we do in the world. We make movies. We we play around with make-believe. We pretend that, you know, there's more than just two sexes. So we train our kids and teach them and lead them astray saying that there's not just boys and girls. Well, my mom and dad says that's the way it is. Well, they're wrong because we as scientists, you know, yeah, all the scientists and all these knuckleheads have decided you know, how many god-awful different kinds of, uh, you know, binary. What is a binary six? Only somebody today that is geared to technology would come up with binary. That makes you a freaking robot. No, you know, it's it just, we're nuts today. But see, God is in charge of everything. And he's going to hold, and he did hold, this is all past tense, Idumea or Edom for the way that they win against Jerusalem or Judah here. Uh, when Babylon went against them, and they did a lot of other stuff, they always warred against them. There was a battle, you know, dating way back. between the brothers. And of course, you know, the tribes could never get along. I mean, after Solomon, and you have these, uh, because of the sin of Solomon, his heart fell away from the Lord. God divided Israel. And so you had ten tribes went up north, the rest of them went down and became Judah. Southern the, the southern tribe. And both of them went into captivity. Um, the northern tribes never came out of it. They got 
kind of was simulated into whatever whoever uh, took them back. But uh, uh, Judah did return after 70 years. And so the judgment fell on that. That's a local judgment. And yet it's, it's in a context with a lot of other phrases and stuff concerning the day of the Lord. And it's, it's there for a reason. Because God can judge localized governments, localized nations. He can send judgment, and it's not the day of the Lord as far as the end of it all, but the day of the Lord can refer to a local time, a local situation, a local nation, just like it can apply to the big one when all the nations... And uh, and it's interesting here, too, because in verse 7, it talks about all kinds of animals. And verse 7, it says, and the unicorns. And <laughs> now, you know, we have a lot of stories about unicorns. Now... Kyle and Delish, uh, not Kyle, but they're KD in, uh, that's their initials, and they're Hebrew interpreters of the scripture, studying the original language, and a lot of them when we look at this, the word unicorn, in, in, all, in all the places where it's translated unicorn, where it comes from is uncertain. In other words, they don't know where it came from. And it's doubtful that we even know what animal he's even talking about. Now, Kyle and Delish have buffaloes. But when I look at unicorns, <laughs> you know what a unicorn is. Are they a fairy tale animal? Could they have existed? There's people that believe they did. But here, this is in judgment. Now, the Kyle and Delish is not K Y L E, it's K E I L. So, there's a difference in case you're thinking I'm talking of some other Kyle. This is a K E I L. And so the unicorns, or buffaloes, is what KD has, shall come down with them, and the bullocks with the bulls, and their land shall be soaked with blood, and their dust made with fat, made fat with fatness. Now, this all goes back to the sacrifices and the use of the fat and the burning of it before the Lord. And so when we're talking of judgment, there's a reason God is judging them. 
he will require their blood for what they've done. Blood for blood. Which actually goes back to the law. And when you study this, you get back to the original blood guilt. There, and, and God had dealt with the children of Israel and told them they had to be careful about shedding innocent blood. And there's a lot of laws uh, concerning this, and that's also why the cities of refuge were put up. That's one of the reasons, uh, is because of uh, blood guilt. Nevertheless, we're not going to get into that, but it's all real interesting because it deals specifically with the sacrifice, the sacrifice that meets God's righteousness because he's doing a sacrifice which is judgment upon a nation who went too far. Now the question, of course, is, for those of you who may be thinking about it, I, I ask the Lord all the time, what about the nations like North Korea or China, both of whom are oppressing their people? especially Christians and also the Muslim Uyghurs in China. What about India, where they've been targeting Christians and Muslims again and trying to remove them by the end of the year? And th there's been terrible persecution against the Christians in India. Now, is this the reason they have uh, COVID there so terrible because of what they've been doing to others? Well, that is a good question. But remember that God is rewarder. And when you do things and you don't think there's a God, guess what? He will send judgment. He's righteous. And so when we're talking about this covenant through Isaiah and looking at Idomia, their sins and what they did needed to be judged. And the righteousness of God, is this is seen as a sacrifice, a literal sacrifice. And that's why he's bringing all these terms that comes from the sacrifices. But <clears throat> now, uh, The sword of the Lord is filled with blood and is made fat with fatness and with the blood of lambs and goats and with the kidneys of rams. Now, the, the three names of the smaller animals, now this is in the English, but we would talk in their original language. The lambs, the goats, and the rams. Um, And then you talk about the larger animals, would the unicorns or the buffaloes, the bullocks and the bulls. All of those represent the lords of Edom. Those who are going to fall. Now see, when we look at Babylon, when Babylon fell, their gods fell as well. And there's special note mention of that. So make no mistake, you know, God challenged, and you can find this in... You know, if you look in the Old Testament, uh, God challenges nations. He challenges other religions and gods. Go ahead. Seek your God. See if he can deliver you out of my hand. Because you see, there's all kinds of gods. The nations, the gods of the nations are idols. But 
the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is the great I am. When Moses asked him who he was, uh, who sent him, he says, I am that I am. In other words, what are you asking me, Moses? I am. I've always been here. I am who I am. What do you mean who sent you? I am has sent you. Tell him that. I was up before they were ever up. I'm the one that created them. I'm the one I am. I've always existed. See, that's who you're dealing with. And we're, when we're looking at it in these judgments, now see, by the time we get to the New Testament, the judgment, see, in, in, in the Old Testament, there's a real good book uh, made by um, one of the leaders of Mao's Israel. I forgot his name right now, but I got the book hidden back over here. I read it. And uh, I can't hear you. At any rate, he points out where you can find Christ in the Old Testament, according to the wordage in the text. You see, when John describes the Lord, he says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. When the Lord is talking and praying in about, I think it's John 17 or 18, he says, restore unto me the glory that I had unto you, had with you at the beginning. And he, he, he comes out and he talks about that. So when we talk about Yahshua, you know, you got to be careful of these people. Oh, yeah, we believe in, in Yahshua. He was a good teacher. Uh, he was a good man. He was this. He was that. But he wasn't the son of God. If you miss the fact that he's the son of God, that he's the word, he was in there in the beginning, he, you know, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, I had a conversation with a preacher about this, uh, two to three hours worth. And uh, you couldn't get him off that. He actually apologized to his congregation and told them they, they can't believe in that because Jesus Christ and the Father are the same and there's no such thing. But he's wrong. If you don't have the Father, you don't have the Son, and that includes modern Christianity, and this guy was in trouble. But at any rate, the point being, when we get into the New Testament, there is a real Son of God. There is a Lord of Lords and King of Kings. There is one who died and conquered and overcame sin, death, and the grave. And he's going to, the last thing he's going to do is cast death and hell into the lake of fire. And he's going to judge everything. And he's going to sit on the throne, the Davidic throne, in the millennium. He'll do that for a thousand years. Well, we don't believe in the millennium. Well, that's not my issue. You don't believe in it? <laughs> don't change anything. I don't really care whether you believe in it. I'm just telling you. You don't want to believe it? Just like the rapture. Some of you think that God's going to take you out here before everything else. And that's wrong too. I don't care if you've got a PhD teaching it. He's wrong. He is coming back again. And there is a time he's going to meet us. He's going to come for us. But you're not going to go in a pre-trib rapture before everything begins. 
But see, the American church swallowed that hook, line, and proverbial getaway card. But make no mistake, when God judges, he judges their gods. So it's not surprising to see all this in here, because that's what God does. And, you know, matter of fact, when we talk about gods, we talked about gods when Assyria came up to the gates of of Jerusalem, and Rabshakeh was out there saying, Have any of the gods of the nations who we have destroyed been able to overcome us and our God? No, he says. Well, he went to the wrong gate because this God was alive and this God sent his angel and slew the army. Now, you see, that's the difference between Jehovah, Yahweh, and some panty-waist God that's a devil who convinces a bunch of gullible people that he's a God because he can do certain supernatural things. And in India, you have got more kinds of gods, more kinds of spirits than you can shake a stick at out there. But the reports that are coming in over that through some of our friends and connections over there is really, really promising. A lot of them are coming to the Lord, even in the hardest time. So when judgment comes, all this begins to happen. God uses it to break through the hardness of their heart to reach them. And the rest of that, verse 7, it says, And the unicorns, or the buffaloes, shall come down with them, and the bullocks with the bulls, and their land shall be soaked with blood, and their dust made fat with fatness. Now see, that's when it's all coming down. And when a society comes down, your gods, your your structure, you know, all those who think they're, you know, all your money, all your political hacks, everybody that thinks they're something, kind of like we have a few big names in the world that uh, many of... Uh, the conspiracy theorists look to and and have mentioned that he sends money to America to overthrow it like he did other places. I won't mention him. But you see, all of these people are going to go down. And the judgment will always progress. The wicked will go their way, the righteous will go their way, and it will be at the full. You're not going to get rid of wicked people in this day and age. There's no way you're going to have America with no wickedness. There's no way you're not going to have any sinners left. And for those people who try to tell me that America is going to have a worldwide revival, that's good. I mean, uh, America have a nationwide revival. Well, I would be all for that. But the problem of it is, it ain't going to happen. Because you're looking at... at First of all, we don't have many people that really preach the gospel anymore. We spend most of the time entertaining those who were come to our gospel meetings. And they've never had to pay the price for their faith. You know, the faith in America is an inch deep and two miles wide. Matter of fact, that was told to me many years ago by a preacher an evangelist, a native evangelist in India, who I knew. 
That's the way they see us. Now, see, if you looked and seen what these people have to put up with all the time, then what we face is nothing. And so when God does it, and it says the land shall be soaked with blood, that means there's a lot of blood. And we discussed that last time. But whenever you have a sacrifice, there's going to be blood. Christ died on the cross, but he had to shed his blood. I've heard Christians tell me, <laughs> I've heard preachers preach it. Yo, your salvation is free. Christ died on the cross. It wasn't free. There's nothing free about it. He had to destroy principalities and powers. He had to go through a beating. He had to die on the cross. His blood was being spilt. What is that free? No, one of the biggest sacrifices somebody can give is to give their life. And the Lord even uses that. He gave his life for everyone's redemption. So there's a difference. In this New Testament, God allows the nations to go and he's calling them to repent and he waits till the last. Peter explains this. But there's coming a day that we call the day of the Lord. It matches the same kind of a day of the Lord as we find in Isaiah. It has the same connotations. It means the same thing. There is a time when God will judge the nations of men and the, and the people that are in them. Now, he doesn't have to wait till the very end to judge anybody. Because God says, whatsoever you reap, that's what you're going to sow. Now, you see, when we talk about it, and, and here we're talking about the sword of the Lord, and how it's soaked in this sacrifice. Well, the Lord calls himself the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, and the Almighty in Revelation 1.8. Now, if, if you uh, go to verse 16 and 18 of Revelation 1, you see, he call, he finishes that with the Almighty, meaning he can do pretty much what he wants to do as long as it's in accordance with the law of God, which he would always do. And he, and he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun uh, shineth in its strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet is dead, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying to me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and is dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen, and have the keys of death and hell. He has that sharp sword. Now, when he called it on Idumea, all he had to do was speak it. Now, in Revelation 19, then, verse 15, there's the other part of this. In the very first part of Revelation, he's seen with that two-edged sword. Verse 15, out of his mouth goes a sharp sword. 
that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of King and Lord of Lords. And then if you follow that on down, Verse 17, I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourselves together for the supper of the great God. Now, that you may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses, and of them that sit on the ground, the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. And I saw the beasts, the kings of the earth, and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. You know this, most of you. See, this, what you see here, the beast, the false prophet, they are the last leaders to lead the nations of Gentiles against the Jews and against Jerusalem and against the Lord that's coming. This is the culmination of the sin. And it's actually going to happen twice because he's going to, the devil's going to be locked up. But after a thousand years, he's going to be released again to go out and tempt the nations. And they're going to again come against Jerusalem. Uh, And this would be the throne where Yahshua is sitting on. And his army will be destroyed. Now, it's all in scripture. But see, this is, this is the new covenant See, this is our what's going to happen. And, and every one of us, whether, whether you die and you go to heaven, there is not a soul anywhere, including in hell, Sheol, that won't know this day because it will be a final day. It'll be a final judgment when Christ gets through with everything, the thousand-year reign, the great white throne judgment, the new Jerusalem comes down out of heaven and all the rest of it, everything's going to change and everything's going to be renewed. And death and hell are not going to be death and hell anymore. They're going to be thrown into the lake of fire. There will be no more death because we'll all be redeemed. See, this, this is what happens when you allow, and God is a harvest God, and it comes to the harvest. That's that's where it's headed. Now, can America have judgment? Sure, it can have judgment. One thing that Israel faced all the time when it was doing things against God, when it was falling away, God always gave them over to their enemies to bring them back. It was a cycle with them all the time. And that's why the Lord says, as many as I love, I rebuke or chasten. He does the same thing with Christians today. Oh, I love the Lord. And five minutes later, you're backslid. Or two weeks or six years or whatever it is. But see, he's made a way for you to come back. He's made a way for you to repent. He's made a way for you to walk in the light, as it says in 1 John 1. You walk in the light as he is in the light. In other words, you do what he does. And you have fellowship when you do that. It says you have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ uh, will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. But you've got to walk in that light. Now see in Isaiah 34, 8, Isaiah is moving forward and he says, For it is the day of the Lord's vengeance. It's the Lord 
that has vengeance. Now make no mistake, there are people that would like to take vengeance upon the wicked. It's one thing to defend your house, yourself, if you're in your house and home, and someone's trying to take your life. And if that other person fails to take your life and you push him down, he hits his head or whatever it is, and he dies, that's not blood guilt. By no, no law of God. But yet, the vengeance is the Lord's. When it comes into hating and vengeance and wanting to kill them, that's where we have a problem. As humans, we, it's all in the hands of the Lord. For it is the day of the Lord's vengeance. That's what this is about. He sent his only begotten son, and all these people over here rejected him, refused to do, to obey, to repent, and they continue to do wicked, and they did wickedly. So it comes a day when God is going to requite them, reward them for the things that they've done. For it is the day of the Lord's vengeance, the year of recompenses for the controversy of Zion. Now that's a whole other story. Zion has been a controversy since the beginning. But see, this Lord's uh, vengeance, when, when you talk about it in this, and this is uh, the covenant-keeping God, this is Yahweh, this is the one who takes care of those who who follow him who obey him who walks in what they he wants them to do but then when judgment enters in we see a day full of lightning flashes it's a day when the wicked get requited for their rejection of the Lord. But it's also a day for the righteous to see that justice has finally been done. Now, if you look at the seals, I think this is Revelation 6, and there is a bunch of people under the throne of God who have been uh, martyred for the, for the Lord. And they cry out to him who sits upon the throne about how long, O Lord, will you wait? Will you wait till you do something about those who killed us? You know, I mean, you're you're under the throne. You've been killed for the name of, martyred for the name of the Lord. And you want this thing to get done. And he says, be still. Until those who are left finish their course, these, these are the ones who. There's a there's a limit. You can see that when you when you look at that. That there will come a time when there will be no more 
And these are martyrs of the Lord, followers of the Lord. There's not going to be any more of them because it's going to be finished. And that's what they were waiting for. They're not all going to continue to kill in Africa and around the world all the time forever. One day there will be an end to it. And when that end comes, that will be justice for the people of God. You know, I'm all for the enemy repenting and coming to the Lord. But I'm also ready for the judgment. And there are people today that are still alive and they need judgment. Some of them are in prison. And there's people that do things that get away with things. But when you stand before the Lord, it's done with. Because God knows what you've done. And the streams thereof shall be turned into pitch, and the dust thereof into brimstone, and the land thereof shall become burning pitch. Now, you know this, I love this. The way he writes, because this tells you the amount of the destruction. Because you have everything destroyed. You have the houses. You have the fields. You know, the grains will go up. And everything will keep burning. Now, you know, where I was raised, we had a lot of coal. A lot of other minerals. And I was out with my buddy one day on our motorcycles. This is clear out in the middle of nowhere. And we came across an old mine, which we went down in. It was a coal mine, an old coal mine. And come to find out, there was a lot of these old coal mines we, we had just found. And we found out that the reason that they were covered over is because this underground seam of coal, once it caught fire, and and some of them did, you couldn't put it out. And the only way to put it out is to cover it up again. And I tell you that because, you know, we think we can handle fire. But see, when we look at the Day of Judgment... Or the appearance of the Lord on Sinai. It scared the daylights out of the children of Israel. And Moses saw it. And he was exceedingly fearful. I mean it was just. When you you see the Lord. You're not going to be flipping him the middle finger. You're not going to be shooting your fat mouth off. You're not going to. Well I don't believe in you. You're going to be on your face, shivering and quaking. You know, we we are so foolish. You know, and, and the way we treat each other on this planet. I think, where is the where is the fear of God? There is no fear of God on this planet. And there is no fear of God in America. There's fear of God in the hearts of his believers. And it's two kinds of fear. One is a worship and an awe, and the other one is knowing that he is one who will bring justice and truth and judgment.
I mean, on Sodom al alone, brimstone and fire. Now, see, with this, when you look at the context, the fire that came down, this is the kind of fire that would run along the ground that came down there. Literal fire came down. And you have the picture. I mean, it's just like apocalyptic. I mean, all of these scenes like, you do not want to be there. You know, well, I live, you know, in underground, and it's going to be fine. No, you're not going to be fine. Because when this comes, there's only going to be one place that you can find safety, and that's in the Lord. And that's all there is. And so... This was pretty big stuff for Isaiah when he was talking about this because he made it clear that what Edom has done is not going to stand. Now in Jeremiah, he even talks about this, verses 17 and 18. He says, Also Edom shall be a desolation, and everyone that goes by it shall be astonished and shall hiss at all the plagues thereof. As in the overthrow of Sodom and Gomorrah, the neighborhood cities thereof, saith the Lord, no man shall abide there, neither shall a son of man dwell in it. Think of America. Think of Russia. You know, when we talk about judgment, you know, we have a lot of people that thinks America deserves judgment. And, and we do things today that are filthy. They're abominable. And we make excuses. We say it's all right. But America, by far, isn't the only godless nation around. It's not the only one that's going to face judgment, my friend. And all of that is in the hands of the Lord. It's not in your hands. Now, see, there's people, when we talk about judgment, who want to see judgment on the wicked because of what the wicked have done. And at the same time, they want the righteous protected. I mean, let's put it this way. We're tired of seeing the death of Christians and the beating up of Christians and the hurting of their kids, the killing in India by the Hindus that go away scot-free. But we're also tired of the Biden administration and his new group of liberals who are running the things now, who are targeting the whites. They say they're white supremacists. They still got uh, the Patriots, conservatives, and others who was up there on the day that... Uh, that Trump gave a speech up there. And then, of course, they breached the Capitol. Somebody did, anyway. And BLM was up there. But see, the Biden administration, nor the liberal Democrats anywhere during all of COVID, did not arrest BLM. And they continue to threaten Portland, and they don't do anything. See, this means... That the justice in America is not justice. This means 
that your country is divided and this country stands on a foundation of jello. This nation is not going to stand the way it is. And your people who love so much technology, it shall be torn from your grips. And you'll be the last nation to have technology because you'll be so poor there won't be anything left. Now that's the kind of judgment on America. America today had Christians in the beginning, had faith. We had tremendous revivals. We were a country that sent out more missionaries, more help overseas to help people. We virtually helped to rebuild Europe. We helped in the rebuilding of Japan after World War II. We published more Bibles, more Christian literature. In the beginning, kids in schools in America were reading the Bible because they didn't have no other textbooks. So don't tell me that America was not a nation of Christians. It was never perfect. It didn't have to be. But it had enough of them there to form a foundation. So listen to me, oh, you. <laughs> out there who who despises judgment and don't think this will fall on America, that you think you can do anything you want to. You know, the Bible talks about fools, and we got a lot of them in this country. And there's no fool like an old fool. And you've got Biden up in the White House that is being utilized. It's all wickedness. And the one reason that it came, the one reason that you had trouble, the one reason that you are divided, the one reason is, is that your churches are not preaching the gospel, your people are not walking in the light, you need to repent. You want to know where the fault lies? Don't look at White House, don't look at uh, Washington, D.C., that's a filth mail coming out of there. You look at the churches. Oh, yeah, we've got revivals. Everybody out in the streets singing. You don't need to be singing. You need to be wailing and weeping on your knees and crying out to God for mercy and asking him to forgive you and forgive this nation and turn this nation around. We should not be crying out in song and praise. We should be weeping before God. And even James talks about that. Because you have no fear of God. And that's what Isaiah is talking about. That's why judgment came. We got Christians that say, well, we can't stand it if you get too loud. We can't stand it if they talk about sin. Well, you better get used to it, baby, because you ain't not going to get into that place called heaven unless you can understand that there is sin and we're full of it. And only through Christ can you be delivered. And guess what? Good old Edom. And then, of course, after that, it was Judah. It all comes down. <laughs> comes down with, you know, it, God. You know the problem with judgment? 
I'll tell you what the problem with judgment is. It's judgment. And there's nothing left when God gets done if he make him mad enough. Dear God in heaven, don't you think it would be a lot easier on us if we just all repented and got together on this thing and stopped all this wickedness, the people, the scientists? But I'm telling you what, you take a scientist and a scientist without God is paganism. Any kind of a science is humanism, sheer humanism without God. And that's why you have these funky vaccines that are killing people and making them sick. See, because we don't hope in God, we hope in the vaccines. We need our money. We need everything like that. Dear God, help us. Father, help us to understand. Bless those that hear this whenever they do. Draw them to yourself. Grant them peace and joy. But help them to understand the seriousness of the hour and the message that that Isaiah continues to give us. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming of this word in Jesus' name. Okay, Tower. So we are... A little closer. Boy, that went by fast. Yeah. Yes, sir. Doesn't sound good. Well, you know, the thing of it is, if you truly love the Lord and walk in Him, you're going to be fine. That's right. Now, things around you might get kind of haywire. You know, I don't hate Biden at all. I think Biden's being used. I think that he is. I don't hate him either. I just think it's tragic that he's so deluded and that he sees, he thinks what he's doing is a good thing and it's not. Well, you know, that's because he has people around him telling him. And, you know, and, and it's not just that. You know, it's not just that. But he's given into all the stuff that just adds to everything. The, the, ju- that's the judgment. True. That's true. You know. You know, we, we think that the, the vaccines are going to save us, but some of those vaccines are directly connected to fetal tissue. And, and fetal tissue is destroyed. It comes out of babies who are murdered. That is blood guilt. Amen. That and whether is. you ever see that blood or not, even if it's a chromosome or a cell, something that they, uh, they copy and put over there in order to get things to grow on it, that's why they're using fetal tissue, because it comes out of newborn babies. That's why they want it, because they can get other organisms to grow on it. Well, that is a cursed cell. Yes, it is. I agree. And there's no way on God's earth that I'm going to take any kind of a vaccine when you're using dead baby parts and the cells of those baby parts and you think it's all right. I got one word, two words. Screw it. 
<laughs> I don't need you. I don't need you at all. I don't need your vaccines. Christ was healing long before you and your stupid vaccines ever came along. That's right. Nevertheless, having a doctor around, pretty nice. We're going to have to get out of here. Well, good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us whenever you do. We love you. We pray for you. And we hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. Good night, everybody. Stay safe. Good night, everybody. Go by our websites, Warren-USA and Dana Glenn Smith dot com visit us good night shalom thank you for listening to this episode of the warn radio Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.